we're Brittany and Tiffany, and we're obsessed with all things meal planning. And we're here to help you navigate both the wild and wonderful parts of feeding your people. I'm a mama to seven and the creator of The Deliberate Day. I'm a mom of five, an ideal and inspiration. We'll teach you the tried and true secrets to getting meals on the table with more love and less overwhelm. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, get comfortable, and come learn with us. All right, we're here today talking about the dreaded B word. It's a budget for your <laughs> holidays. But we need to talk about this because we are adults. We are adulty adults, and adulty adults talk about budgets. Yes, they do. So let's talk about aligning your budget for the holidays. Okay, so first, we want you to take a broad overview of the categories that are going to need some buffering. And by buffering, we mean putting a little space between life and your budget, right? Like, mm-hmm. so these are the areas during the holidays that you're spending money that may be different than other times of the year. We're talking about areas like groceries, charity, maybe gifts for your people, or travel. These are all areas that start to kind of beef up or need to be beefed up as the holidays start approaching. And just a little side note invite your spouse in to these decisions. And to these discussions, because it's really, really important for you two to be working together in this, especially, especially during the holidays. In most relationships, you'll see there's a spender and there's a saver, and both of them see value in their outlook and the decisions they make. So as much as you can align that and start to reduce any friction you're going to have in your spending during the the holidays, that's going to help you a lot in your budget. Well, and it helps to be on the same page too, right? Like you can't be buying gifts for kids and your husband buying gifts for the same kids. And maybe one kid gets like double gifts because you haven't communicated and not saying- Do husbands buy gifts? uh, Some people's husbands buy gifts. I'm raising my hand right now. They do. They do actually. And he is so wonderful. He is such a gift giver and I am not. If that's evident in our Christmas traditions that, that you might have like heard. sounds like his love language. I think it probably is, which is awful because I'm a terrible <laughs> gift giver. I'm no, working on it. Your love language isn't always the same giving and receiving, but it sounds like that's his giving love language. He is so giving. He is Aww. so giving. I am not. I just, can I be the love language where I read a book and everyone leaves me alone? Oh, like, yeah. But anyways, your your husband, we've said it before, we'll say it again, we'll say it about a million times. Because your, we really believe in it. We do. Your husband loves you. You are a team. He wants the best for you, but he can't know what's going on if you don't communicate. And you can't know what's going on if he doesn't communicate. So we all just need to communicate. Yeah, communicate and collaboration here yes. is really, really important. Not just compromise, but collaboration. Mm-hmm. And savers, there's nothing wrong with a spender and there's nothing wrong with a saver. Amen. Because you kind of, you, you balance each other out, I think. Yes. And and honestly, my husband is probably more of a spender and I'm probably more of a saver. But over the years, we've balanced ourselves out very well. And he's always, he's admittedly, he's a pretty easy guy to work with. But it really has helped me to find the balance between the both of us. And it has made our relationship and our spending more intentional, more beautiful. There's more gifts that come from it. So communication is just so, so good in our relationships. It is. It's so good. We need to be a team. Yes. Amen. All right. So 
Now that we're past that, let's talk about in groceries. Obviously, we need to beef up groceries because there are more feasts, there are more family traditions, there's more shared meals, there's a lot more eating together that usually happens during the holidays. But then as far as charity, you're looking at beefing up your charity budget because you've got teacher gifts, you've got church gifts, you've got maybe meals for others, you're inviting friends and family over, you're cooking cookies for the garbage guys, you are dropping off a $5 gift card to your cashier for Starbucks, or you're going and you're picking up a little bit more for, you know, just gift cards to have on hand so you can spread holiday cheer. This is why that charity budget usually needs to be a bit beefier during this season. Let's talk about gifts for your people. I don't know about you, but generally I'm not giving gifts to people unless it's Christmas. And even on Christmas, I think you have to make a choice of who you're going to give gifts to. And this is another communication thing. So obviously most of us give gifts to our kids, but maybe there are years where we're not exchanging gifts with our spouse. There were a number of years when Kevin and I didn't exchange gifts because we would have rather spent the money on the kids instead of each other. Also, extended family. Does your extended family do gifts? Is this a year where you can do gifts with extended family? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but you need to think about that before Christmas starts. And then friends. Do you do gifts with friends? Have you talked to friends about doing gifts So that your friend doesn't just show up with a gift for you and you're like, oh, we're doing gifts. Okay, Brittany, thanks. This is beautiful and thoughtful because, of course, it is and they always are. But it's good to know. Like, those, those are good things to talk about beforehand. Yes, they are. They definitely are. And travel because... A lot of times, a lot of people are traveling during the holidays to go visit family or having people travel to come visit you, which is a whole new area of needing more things in your budget because it's it does take quite a bit to host people and your bills are going to be a little bit more expensive. Your grocery bill is going to be higher. Your electric bill is going to be a little bit higher and probably your entertainment budget is going to be a little bit higher because you're going to be actively doing things with the people who are visiting. Maybe you're going to the zoo. Maybe you're going out on another outing. Maybe you're going to a picnic and you're watching a show. So these are all, I think, really important things to think about ahead of time before you get into that season. So you have a broad overview. You know what to expect and you've already done the necessary steps to make sure that this is going to be an affordable holiday season and not one that just you are being dragged behind. Well, and we're limiting surprises, people. Not every, you don't, the, the things <laughs> not that come Not all surprises up, are good. Yeah, well, <laughs> and not all surprises are surprises if we take the time to think about them ahead of time, too. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Something else we want you to consider is now that you have these different categories that you've realized need some buffering, you really need to consider what you want to spend in each of those areas and to keep your estimates realistic. So the first question to ask once you write down all your estimates is, does your income support this level of spending? Because sometimes it doesn't. I know that in our minds, like the adding that we can do, okay, we already decided (laughs) I'm an optimist. I'm an uninformed optimist. I'm like, yeah, I can spend 50 here and 75 here and 47 here and we're only spending $200. Well, no, that's not a thing. So you need to actually get it down on paper. And instead of being an uninformed optimist, we need to be realistic. And if your income does support that level of spending, wonderful. 
you're you're done. You can move on. But if it's not, then then we're going to go back and we're going to look at these other areas in our budget where we can make cuts. So we're looking in other areas that, like we said before in another podcast, maybe there's something you buy every month that you can do without this month. Or maybe there's a big plan that you were going to participate in and you've decided not to do that anymore. Maybe instead of paying for each one of the kids' activities, you say you get to pick one good activity to do. Or when the school says, hey, we're doing a musical and we'd like you to buy the shirt and we'd like you to buy the hat and we'd like for you to buy the treats that we're going to share with the whole the families afterwards. You can say, oh, thank you. I, I would love to donate a little bit of money, but since I can't afford all of those things, you know, we're just going to bow out of this activity. Sometimes these harder no's actually create better yeses for other areas of our budget. And if you've looked through and you've said, okay, we really need this for groceries. We really need this for charity. We really need this for gifts. We really need this for these other things. Then there are going to have to be some hard no's, you say, but these hard no's don't have to be bad no's. These hard no's can be a gift just as much as a yes would be in these situations. So we get it. It's not always easy to make those cuts, but the adulty thing is to make the cuts. Right, because the reality is if money is tight, then the budget still has to take precedence. We can't just spend willy-nilly and then ignore the fact that we didn't actually have the money to pay for those things. It creates so much stress and anxiety down the road that isn't necessary here. Okay, now number three, look at your spending by the week. Because when we break it out that way, it gives us a target that we need to be hitting and it gives us something to measure to, right? Yeah, to stay accountable to. Absolutely. And budgets, like a budget isn't something you just write down once and then you're like, okay, I made a budget. We're done. Yeah, no. A budget is a living thing. A budget is a living thing and it changes week to week, day to day sometimes. And you have to make little adjustments and you have to start to change things here and there or pull from here and pull from there. And then you make that adjustment and you say, okay, so this is where I've got to work with now. And by breaking it out week by week, it gives you such a better opportunity to be able to reallocate as soon as possible when you overspend or when you underspend. Both need reallocations. That's right. And your success is going to be better overall. And this is another time where if you see that one area of the budget is getting out of control, it's a good time to call a meeting with your spouse who you talked to way up in the beginning there and sit down and actually work together to figure out how to reallocate, right? Absolutely. And I can say from somebody who handles all the finances, it's a lot easier to come in and say, Hey, do you remember when we talked when we discussed all of this? Here's where we're at now. You know, let's figure out where we need to go from here. Maybe it's your spouse who overspent or maybe it's you who overspent. And if it's your spouse, it's a lot easier to invite them in and discuss, "Hey, we had some goals for this month. It looks like we've gone over budget in these areas, so we need to make up for that." And that's much much easier than saying, "Hey, you overspent the budget and you you can't spend anymore or then you become their mother." And that's really not what we want in a financial situation with a spouse. We want to be communicating evenly and making decisions together. And then that gives them accountability. Just like when you're working with your kids and you in, you invite them into the solution and they have ownership in the solution. It's the same thing for spouses. We need to invite each other into the solution and then we have ownership over the solution. The problem is there. 
but we have everything we need to be able to fix it. And so now it's time to take that opportunity. Plus, it really helps us to see how things pan out and how what changes have to happen where. And it gives them a real connection with what does it really mean when I go to Starbucks three extra times this month? You know, when you go to Starbucks and it's $6, you're like, well, what is $6 even, you know? But maybe that $18 is part of dinner that now is just ramen noodles instead of the chicken and rice you were planning on. You know, when you start to make these decisions, you start to see the money you spend in a different way. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. I am not a penny pincher by any means. And I'm not, I shouldn't say by any means. We we spend as intentionally as possible. But that doesn't mean that we scrimp every penny and we don't have any fun and we don't have any treats. We take our kids on weekly one-on-one dates where we get them a special treat out. My husband and I go on a monthly date. We also do a weekly date inside our home, and we'll usually make ourselves a special drink, like a hot cocoa or a hot tea. Well, just because you're following a budget doesn't mean that you can't have any fun. If anything, if you're paying attention to what you're spending now and reallocating, sometimes you get to reallocate to more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So invite your spouse in. And definitely invite them in when you are reallocating and looking at this budget as a living thing and making adjustments as you need to. Because they may have really good ideas that you didn't think about. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So now let's recap. Number one, you really want to get a bird's eye view of the categories that will need some buffering over the holidays. Number two, take an honest look at what will really fit in your budget within those categories. And number three, break out your spending by week and then review each week and adjust where you need to. Okay, we want you to go get our free holiday planner. It's filled with resources to help you plan the holidays this year and stop letting the holidays plan you. Here are a few of our favorite pages that you'll find inside. First of all, the Family Values and Traditions page. I love this page because I feel like it's the perfect place to start. When you're looking at simplifying your holidays down to what really matters to you and your family. And you can't do that without actually taking a look at what your values are and how those fit with the traditions that mean the most to you. One of my favorite pages is the wish list page because this is a keepsake. You can keep it for years and it's not just for kids. No, it's not. And it's really fun to actually fill out. I also love the gifts and giving pages. This is a lot of the ways that I organize my own gifts and giving. And if you are a mom and you're keeping track of lots of people, if you're trying to keep track of money, where it's going and everything, this is the perfect place for you to be able to easily keep track at a glance and also be able to take these with you when you're shopping so you're not over shopping for one kid or under shopping for someone or under shopping for stockings or things like that. Last but not least is the Family Feast Life Notes page, because let me tell you, you're going to cook all the things on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and some of those recipes you're going to love, but you're not going to remember that next year. So if you write those life notes down, you'll have them for next year, and you have a leg up on next year's holiday, too. 
Absolutely. So where can you find the Holiday Planner right now, Tiffany? You can find it everywhere. If you go to the deliberateday.org, it's going to be on the front page. It's going to be through DM. Send us a DM. Email us at Brittany at the deliberateday.org. Seriously, this thing is everywhere. You can also find it in the podcast notes. Yes, yes, it's there too. And if you haven't checked out the podcast notes, check them out at the deliberateday.org. Yes, definitely. 